I am Sam Manuel, and together with my wife, Tanea Manuel, we will be teaching a communion message this morning. Communion, again, is a time for us to focus on the life and teachings of Christ. We just want to say it was a great time meeting face-to-face with our friends uh, a couple weeks ago, taking communion together, and we were at the Larsons. Thank you, DJ and Stacy. Come on, DJ. And it was great to spend time with Yaya, a.k.a. Ginger, and Dave Paul, and then also our other friends watching on Zoom. And thank you, Stacy, for the Cinnabons. Um, it was a lot of fun just really getting to see each other in person, finally. It's been really refreshing uh, seeing each other and having these opportunities for Sunday fellowship. You know, we want to let last week's live stream lesson, The Power of Forgiveness, lead us to our theme for today's Sunday fellowship, and that's Make That Change. So our theme today is Make That Change, how God's word changes us. You know, nothing in my life has served uh, to create more change than God's word. You know, the end of the live stream, uh, there was a story uh, when we were listening last week as Russ was leading the live stream uh, lesson. There was a story about a friend who saw his friend in a hole. So he jumped in. It was from uh, West Wing. So he jumped in the hole to help his friend. And uh, when he was in the in the hole, his friend said, hey, why are you getting in this hole? Now we're both in the hole. And the guy said, hey, I'm in it, but I know the way out so we can get out together. You know, it's a beautiful thing when we make changes, because when we make changes, we can help other people make changes. You know, I think in a time, um, Sam, when there's so much uncertainty and confusion and fear, it's hard, I think, for a lot of people. I know it's been for me to think about actually making some kind of personal change. There's a lot of things I want to change, but I don't want to do the work myself to make changes. I want other people to change. And I think what I love about the topic of change is that it's actually a choice that anybody can make. And no matter where you are, no matter how far down the hole you feel you are or think you are, um, whether that's, you know, how bad your marriage is, how hard of a time you're having parenting. Um, and I've seen it in my own life. The Bible is really powerful yes, and it, it can change anybody. Okay, so we want to discuss three ways God's Word helps us make changes, okay? Three ways God's Word helps us make changes. The first one is it reminds us of our true value. It reminds us of our true worth. So how does the Bible help us make a change? It makes helps us make a change by reminding us of our true worth. Uh, you know, the second way is how does the Bible help us make changes? It calls us to our full potential. You know, when we make decisions to obey the Bible, it helps us fulfill our potential as people. Uh, Sometimes we think of the Bible as uh, rules, as laws. We don't always look at it as something that's helping us be everything that we were created to be. Uh, You know, the third thing is the Bible empowers us. How does it help us change? It empowers us to fulfill our real purpose, our real purpose. So God's word helps us with our true worth. It helps us with achieve our full potential and it helps us realize our true and fulfill our true purpose. Matthew 9, and we'll be looking at Jesus' life. Matthew 9, verse 35 is where we'll start this morning. And in the voice translation, it reads, Jesus went through many towns and villages. He taught in their synagogues. He preached the good news of the kingdom of God. He healed every disease and sickness. Whenever crowds came to him, he had compassion for them because they were so deeply distraught. Maybe you can relate. They were malaised and heartbroken. 
You know, the word distraught means to be deeply upset. It means to be very upset. Maybe you felt very upset. Yes, definitely. <laughs> in this time. You know, malaise. Malaise is when you have an uneasy feeling inside, but you just can't put your finger on it. You're like, something's wrong, but I can't put my finger on it. I feel like that every day in COVID. That's how I feel when Target was closed. <laughs> yeah, right. And then the last one is heartbroken. I think we all know what heartbreak is. Heartbreak is when dreams don't come true. Heartbreak is when we don't see the uh, things that we thought would happen, happen in life. But it says Jesus came to them who were deeply distraught, malaised, heartbroken. They seemed to him like lost sheep without a shepherd. You know, what I learned from the passage of scripture is it's great to know that when we are distraught, malaised, and heartbroken, we can come to Jesus and God, Jesus, will tell us something good. And the good that Jesus tells us is he tells us the good news. When you think about the good news and what the good news means, the word for good news was used in classical Greek to express the good news of victory in a battle. So good news is the message of victory. When Jesus came to people that were distraught, he said, I'm coming to give you good news. I'm going to tell you how to win. When he saw people that were malaise, he said, I want to come to you and tell you a message of victory. I want to tell you how to win. You know, good news of Christ's victory over Satan. Good news of victory through forgiveness of our sins. Good news, the victory over death and hell. You know, there's a lot of things on earth that we go through that are hard. And, and I hear people sometimes go, man, Christianity is hard. Yeah, you know, there's parts of Christianity that can be hard. But, you know, I don't think there's much harder than hell. You know, hell is hard. The beautiful thing when Jesus came, the good news uh, is to help us when he tells us the good news is to help us know how to get victory christ shows us how to win and we need a win oh right we now. need a win right badly now. christ shows us how to make that change to winning where we're losing in our health where we're losing in our different uh spiritual battle christ is going i came here to help you win so the first thing we got to understand about the good news is that why is it so amazing how does it help us change because it helps us know how to win Jesus reminds us of our true value to God. When he came, he came to the people that were malaised. He came to the people that were distraught. He came to the people that were heartbroken. Sometimes I think God only wants to be around me and I only have worth when I'm doing good. Yeah, definitely. When I'm performing. Uh, one of my biggest challenges in life when, when I'm performing well. Correct. <laughs> you got it. Performing well. I'm always performing, but yeah. performing well is if the problem. If I'm doing bad, no good. And so it's it's more difficult at moments for me to believe I'm loved when I'm not performing well, when I'm having a difficult moment, when I'm more depressed, when I'm more down. But it's beautiful when you watch. That's when Jesus wants to be in our life the most. And when you look at the cross, it really is God reminding us how much we mean to him, how much we're worth, that it's not in our status. Uh, it's not in our performance. It's not in the good that we can do alone. Uh, it really is in us as people. Well, and I think it leads us to talk about how, you know, Jesus and the cross, it reminds us of our true worth, um, you know, which you mentioned in the beginning. And so, you know, Jesus reminds us of our true value to God. And when you read the Bible, you can see clearly as Jesus talked to so many different kinds of people that every person, every soul was invaluable to God. There was no value, couldn't put a value on it. And I think the message of the cross can heal us from deep insecurities. And I think a constant question when, you know, people are plagued with insecurity is, am I good enough? I know that was a question that plagued me for so many years growing up. And so many women that I know, especially working with young teenagers, 
I know the more that I got to know God personally and learned that, you know, Jesus's blood, the cross, him dying on the cross, him taking our place, right. that I actually didn't have to be good enough yeah. because love was enough. That was a hard concept. Yeah. Um, but I remember just even in college, remember being at UC Berkeley, juggling two jobs, a course load. I was engaged and it was a very verbally abusive relationship and I remember thinking, if I can just get my degree and marry this guy, he has money, I'll be set. And there was this part of me that was like, you know what, I'm not going to try any harder. It's good enough. It's good enough. I don't deserve anything more anyway. It's good enough. And at that time, I just didn't believe that I could actually make any lasting change. Um, just this past Saturday, uh, Kate Kintner, great college, young college awesome. student. Um, she got baptized um, in the Larson's pool. Thank you, Larson's. And, you know, it was awesome to hear her share her life. She was talking about different things that she learned while she studied the Bible to become a Christian these last few months. And I remember her saying, if my life can leave one message, it's that no one is too gone for God. And that just rang in my head for the next few days. And I stood there thinking, she got it. She got it. She realized she is invaluable to God. Knowing that, her learning that, understanding that from reading her Bible every morning, trying to put it into practice, you know, what she learned about God and who he meant to her. When she said that, I just thought, she got it. And her faith is what helped her make the change and i think right now we need so much faith in god over you know the world's labels of who we are or the world telling us we need status or need approval or wealth and so we have to believe that we are invaluable to god and that god just takes us as is man that's awesome and it's great to know that uh, the cross reminds us the gospel reminds us when we read the scriptures in the bible god reminds us of our real worth because I really believe the world tries to take that from us right. uh, important as we move forward that it's not whether we're good enough it's whether we're grateful enough and to work to respond uh, to out of gratitude for God uh, telling us how valuable we are you know Colossians 1 verse 6 you know our second thought for today is God's Word calls us to our full potential Colossians 1 6 in the NLT 1997 version and it says this same good news that came to you is going out all over the world. It is bearing fruit everywhere by changing lives. Just as it changed your lives from the day you first heard and understood the truth about God's great kindness to sinners. You know, it's amazing when you read the Bible that the good news, the word of God, one of the beautiful things about it is it changes our lives. I remember playing for San Francisco 49ers and somebody sitting down studying the Bible with me. And I remember them showing me scriptures and the Bible just changed my life. It changed my mind. It made me see things differently. It made me see myself yeah. differently as I got to see sins that held me back, that stopped me. I was so excited that I would go into the locker room and with these guys who were all pros, I just, I wanted to talk to them about it. I wanted to share them. I was like, do you, do you know, have you right. seen, do you, have you looked at the Bible? Do you know what it teaches? Do you know what the Bible is sharing with us? Man, you know, the Bible can change us. I was just so excited. You know, the beautiful thing about how the Bible calls us to our full potential is it helps us change. There's no greater way to change than to learn to read our Bibles, trust it, understand our value, but then bigger is obey it 
and uh, uh, listen to it and understand it so that we can uh, carry it out in practice. And when you practice the Bible, that's what changes us. Listening, understanding, and obeying God's word helps us make changes. And I think, you know, in that, I think when challenging or difficult things happen to us, we can forget all that. <laughs> and it can, you know, instead of making us better, we get really bitter. I know I mentioned this when we did the podcast a couple weeks ago uh, about that two week long marriage fight that we had that we were not calling a fight. <laughs> and, you know, I just thought I tolerated so much bitterness and it wasn't until I finally chose to obey the Bible and chose to forgive it was like an epiphany that I thought you know I can go through a challenge and be hurt and I don't have to get bitter that was like a major wow moment in my mind sometimes I just think no if I get my feelings hurt I'm automatically gonna get bitter but it's actually not true it's a choice and I don't know about other women out there, but for me, anger and bitterness, that can be like my superpower. In reality, it crushes my ability to trust. I don't listen. And most importantly, I think what I've learned is I can't hear God when I'm stuck in something like that. And so, hmm. you know, we have an opportunity to become more loving, actually, when we are heartbroken or hurt or sinned against. We can love more instead of less. That is awesome to know that uh, one of the ways that the Bible is so awesome is that uh, when we want to fulfill our potential, how it helps us fulfill our potential is that when we get sinned against, we can learn to love people. And when we love people, we become more loving people. I know for me, studying the Bible, but even now, uh, I battle with idolatry and looking to get my affirmation uh, and live for the praise of men, for the praise of people. Uh, I'm a slave to it. It's just got me. I want to hear good job. I want to have somebody uh, tell me that I'm awesome consistently. You go, well, is there anything wrong with that? No, but when you live for it 24 hours a day as your sense of security, then it is an issue and it does end up becoming an opposing, uh, you know, uh, showing it to be a problem. You know, for me, I've noticed how the Bible and learning to go by the scriptures in the Bible has changed my heart even here at home as of recent. God's helping me fulfill my potential as a father. He's helping me fulfill my potential as a husband. Uh, these things are challenging for me because so much of me wants to run out and do Sam and, and figure out what does Sam want most. And as I read the Bible, as I get friends sitting down with me and helping me change, uh, I'm seeing the rewards of fulfilling God's potential for my life as a husband and as a father. And there's been nothing better. You know, for all of us, the beauty of the scriptures is that they help us be everything that we were meant to be, but we have to learn uh, to obey them. Yeah, exactly. You know, next point or, or next thought, actually, Colossians 1, uh, Colossians 1, Verse seven, continuing, but this time just in the NLT, it says, you learned about the good news from Epaphras, our beloved coworker. He is Christ's faithful servant, and he is helping us on your behalf. You know, when the Bible changes you, what you are able to do is help other people also change. Paul said it in the scripture right before this. He says, man, the, the Bible's changing people. The good news is changing people's lives all over the world. And he goes, just like it changed yours. What gave them confidence that God was changing the whole world is they remembered how they were changed. You know, I think what's so awesome when I was sharing about Kate earlier, 
was just getting to watch all of the college women around Kate who were all going through the same thing. And, um, you know, it's awesome. Rachel Larson, she befriended Kate in middle school and they stayed friends all these years, you know, over 10 years. And I think that was one of the coolest things was just seeing them form this friendship uh, where they all had gone through this process of figuring out who they were and, you know, figuring out their worth with God. But then seeing how much um, them living that out really transformed Kate as she learned that through the Bible, but also through her friendships. And it was it was totally, you know, those college women living out their their full potential, their purpose. Outstanding. And so that goes with our final thought here. You know, Jesus, the good news reminds us of our real purpose. And that's a story about purpose, uh, God using people's life to have tremendous impact in the lives of other people. I say this all the time, but there's no greater impact our lives can have than in the lives of other people. Yeah. And what the scriptures teach us is how to go inside of somebody else's life and specifically inside of somebody's heart, because the change that's the greatest need has the, is the biggest need in this world is changing people's hearts. If you, you could change a lot of things, but if you don't change the heart of people, everything stays the same. What an incredible purpose and ability to be able to use the scriptures to go in each other's hearts and change people's hearts. Not only that, but to know that God created us for a special purpose and that he wants to use every life to do something great. No matter who you are today, there's something great God wants to use your life to accomplish. There's a purpose in which he created you for, and that purpose is supposed to impact other people's lives. What it should help us all do is know that we matter. Sometimes we question, do I matter? Yes, you matter. We each have a contribution to make to the world. The world would not be the same without us. You know, I think about friends of ours, Drew and Tiffany Gephardt. Gephardt. Come on, Gephardt. But Drew's been a friend of mine for a long time. I remember Drew as a teenager. high school. Come on, Drew, 18 years old, Drew. And I remember Drew uh, got himself in some trouble and he shared this many times and uh, he ended up in the backseat of, a, of a, a, a police car. Yep. Uh, that was him as an 18 year old. Oh, that was a fun trip. You know, the beauty has been seeing the good news change Drew's life. Drew at some point helped his parents become Christians. He helped his best friend, Josh Strewey, who's out there now married with kids doing great things. Cutest little baby. Become a Christian. They helped Aunt Leora, come on Aunt Leora, become a Christian. Mom, Linda became a disciple. Dave and Sarah Paul, who we've already mentioned before, became disciples. Drew met Sarah at work, became friends, invited them out to service. He spoke. They listened. He ended up talking about his marriage. Dave and Sarah goes, hey, we want more help. some help with our marriage. How do we start studying the Bible? It's a beautiful thing because Drew and Tiff are just disciples of the church. They're not paid by the church. They're regular people, just like Epaphras. You don't hear a lot about Epaphras in the Bible. It's not like Epaphras was an apostle or he was some big name. It says, man, you learned the good news from Epaphras. He was just a disciple. He was just a neighbor. Saying, I just want to share what I know. And he shared it with his city of, uh, uh, with the Colossians. And the Colossians end up becoming Christians. It reminds me a lot of when I think about Drew and Tiff's life. And there's others. I mean, and then Pete Caldwell, Drew helped Pete Caldwell study the Bible and become a disciple. I could keep naming names, Kent Anderson, people out there that are studying the Bible, helping people, Alan Teresa Lofton out there in Fairfield, Chuck and Wendy Anderson. I could go through name after name after name. The beauty is that each person God created for a very special purpose, and you don't have to be a church leader. Uh, You don't have to be some title. 
You just have to be someone that believes and lets the good news change your life and then want to go out and give that to people so you can change their lives. You know, there it is. The three ways God's word helps us make changes. Let's go back over them. First one was it reminds us of our true value, our true worth. Second one is it calls us to our full potential. Third one is it empowers us to fulfill our real purpose. You know, before we take communion, let's take time to remember why all this good news is possible. It is because of Jesus' sacrifice on the, on the cross. 